You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Hankstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, and also part-time writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, New Jersey City Edition, Isaac? Let's go. The City Edition's jersey drops Dropping tonight. tonight. Guys, give it a chance. Just wait till you see it on the court, because I just saw Golden State's a little bit ago on the TV. Hated it. Isaac, can you... Okay, so you used to work at Nike, right? Yeah. Okay, a couple so, years. So you used to work at Nike. Mm-hmm. And now the NBA has now... Their jerseys are being made by Nike now. Correct. And the leak of the city jerseys comes out. And one of the only people that's defending the city jerseys used to work at Nike. And now he also works for the Mavericks. So... Isaac Harris, can you either confirm or deny that you made the city jerseys? I can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> because I just put two and two together. Uh, you, you got some stake in the game. <laughs> I do have some st- stake in the game. Uh, <laughs> um, I do. It's so funny that you would tie those two together. Uh, I do tend to be pro pro Mavs, especially now. Um but no, I mean, I my wife and I are all Nike, so I don't wear any other. They had shoes a Nike wedding, them. like their shoes that they wore during their wedding were, were Jordans, and that that is that is a true statement. But uh, that is quite funny. But they oh, okay. they they do uh, they do drop tonight. It, it'll be. I think fans are underestimating how good the black will look. The black's gonna look good, whether you like the green or not. The black's gonna look really good on the court. It's gonna look really good with like their accessories, with like arm sleeves, stuff like that. I, black's my favorite color. Um, I'm not gothic, but uh, yeah, some would I, say black's just, not a color. It looks, anyway, it's a color. Stop. Uh, I really, I really like. I, I like them more. I liked them in the beginning, but I've I'm beginning to uh, really like them. So. I'm excited for tonight. It's something new. Add some uh, spunk to everything. And yeah, it should be cool. And as we've said before, get used to it. <laughs> get used to it. And uh, check my piece on Mavs.com. Ooh, um, how about that? My second, my second piece uh, dropped today. And uh, I talked to the equipment manager for the Mavericks, Al Whitley. Um, Who got some cute. love today from uh, Mark Stein that we'll talk he about did, later. Man. Yeah, and uh, Whitley was a part of the team that uh, maybe we can talk about this more on Saturday, but just about how the whole process worked out with the jerseys. I think that'd be cool to talk about on the pod and the team Definitely. that went into it and how they worked how they worked with Nike. And uh, anyway, I got a quote from Cuban and JJ and. Uh, kind of just told Al's story, how he got to the Mavericks, and how the jerseys came to be, why the design was there, and all that stuff. So it's cool. Read it on Mavs.com, and uh, I'm excited for tonight. Are you going to share what Dwight said on the podcast at some point? I'll share right now. So <laughs> Dwight, I was like, you know what, Dwight's uh, Dwight's a very, like, melancholy um i don't know if that's the right word he's really mellow yeah type not of not dude. not in the sense that he's sad but just that he is like kind of very sarcastic yeah. like witty type like he's just that type of dude like as far as the interview was and we were talking to him at a practice a couple weeks ago and i was like you know what dwight be kind of a cool dude to see what i feel like he'd have a good in-depth comment about the jerseys and so I asked him, I said, hey, have you seen the new city jerseys? And he's like, um, I've seen like a draw up or a markup or whatever. I said, what are your, and he, I said, what are your thoughts on them? He looks at me. Thoughts? Well, I don't think about them. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dwight. Thanks. And he was like, oh, I don't, and then everybody starts cracking up. He's like, oh, I don't mean it that way. I, you know, I just, I just haven't seen them. I haven't, I haven't put them on. I haven't wore it yet. Like it's I just so saw great. a design online, so I can't form an opinion, but. I'm so like, great. thanks for that. 
That sounds like one. <laughs> it couldn't have like, been a better player for you to ask that question and to get a non-answer than from Dwight Powell. Like it would have been. I deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from all the hate, all the hate. What if oh, he? Man. What if he knows? Yo, he probably listens to the. He's probably a day oneer. Shout out to the day ones. Shout out, D. <laughs> Shout out to the day ones. Speaking of day one, this is day one of the deadline dash. Well, actually, day two. Yesterday was day one. Yeah, I got, we kind of talked about it. We kind of hit on it a little bit. So this is day two of the uh, the deadline dash. We are going to do a podcast every single day until the trade deadline. That equals actually 15 podcasts in a row, doesn't it? Let's go. Yeah, I guess so. So we're going to do 15 in a row. This is now the second one in a row. So all the times that we've skipped a couple days here and there, you guys are now going to get repaid in full. Uh, and we, and and the we check normally will skip not weekends. bounce. <laughs> Uh, we normally skip weekends. We're not going to skip weekends this time. So every day, we'll do the latest Mavs news. We'll do the latest Mavs trade rumors, whatever's floating out there. And we'll briefly keep you up to date uh, to trade chatter around the league. Correct. And before we get to Mavs rumors, let's go ahead and give you the last piece of news that you heard at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, Mavericks Rookie of the Year and... Uh, Rising star, potential dunk contest champion, and uh, face of the franchise thought that Dirk Nowitzki's name was Dirt. <laughs> dirt, like mud and dirt. I don't blame him because if you hear his accent and then you think about it, if you think about it in a more like drawn out way, it could sound like dirt really easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't like stupid. I, it was really funny. And he was probably a little kid too. I mean, yeah, especially we, growing up and stuff. I mean, we all know that he was seven months old when Dirk was drafted. So, <laughs> I just remember uh, Durant told me when I was talking to Durant back earlier this year uh, about Dirk, and he said him and his boys on the playground would ca- called him the Diggler. I'm like, sweet. Yeah, Dirk Diggler. All the different people had different names for That's Dirk. What's up. So there you go. That's the news we got today, <laughs> and then. We had a rumor from the, from the New York Times himself, <laughs> which is what Dirk likes to call Mark Stein. Mark Stein tweeted out today, he said this exactly. He said, it would take a first-round pick to get him because Dallas sees him as one of the culture setters. But league sources say that the Mavs would part with Wes Matthews before the February 8th trade deadline if they can get a first in return. Now, obviously, we're assuming that means first round pick. I don't know if they could get a first, you know, a first time like the first player from I don't know Japan on their roster. I don't think that's what they're <laughs> talking about there. I'm going to assume that's a first round draft pick. So we're going to dive think? all into that. We're going to dive all into that in this podcast, uh, and hopefully not give you any Sotnam shame trades because we have a whole bunch of them that we're going to be giving you guys and talking through, and then we'll get into maybe some around the league, some stuff that we're hearing or stuff that we're seeing around. So. All right, first thing before we get into all this, Wes Matthews in and of himself is not worth a first-round pick. Is that true or a false statement? That is false. You think Wes Matthews by himself could straight up be worth a first-round pick? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Because this is, like, you can't, what he gives you is something that, like every team desires and every team needs. He's not a he's not an Isaiah Thomas. Like only which, certain teams could Which by the way, I, I I mentioned this today. I'm buying everybody's Isaiah Thomas stock. I'm buying all of it. I'm taking I'm I'm putting up shop in the, I don't think it could be called an island. I'm putting it putting all mine on the Isaiah Thomas Hobbit Hill. That's what I'm putting all of it on there. Taking all the real estate that I can Hobbit. because dude just came back from a hip injury. All the talk all summer about how this is going to hurt him and how it was going to slow him down. It was going to take a while for him to come back. Guy is eight games back from a hip injury, and everybody's writing him off like he's going to be some salary dump, like he's an expiring. The guys on the ringer today were talking about Isaiah Thomas like he was just a salary dump, like he was just a guy that they were going to send off you know, as an expiring contract. An expiring. I'm buying all the stock. Yeah. Anyway, that. Did I say retiring? I meant expiring. (laughs) No, expiring, yeah. Yeah. No, but with Wes, like, he's not Isaiah Thomas. Like, Isaiah Thomas needs a system around him, like, to 
try to make up for his defensive you know, lack of defense. He's not a um, like a Valanciunas, like he's not a Mozgov that you can't claim in certain lineups. At big yeah. game, he is every single team could use Wesley Matthews. Not only use him, but he is elite defender. He is a top five, top seven wing defender in the league. The when the ball, when the game is on the line, you want him guarding the best player, and he can guard positions one through three, sometimes four. So, and like we've seen, especially since Christmas, he's having right now. He's shooting the best three point percentage since he's been in Dallas. Since Christmas, he's like shooting, I think, above forty percent from three. So, like. Yeah, is he worth a first round pick? Absolutely. And the like leadership, the tenacity, what he gives you, he he doesn't he never holds it back. That yeah, is he worth a first round pick? I agree. Or you don't you don't agree, but I think so. I don't think he is by himself. I think if a team gets desperate enough, I think he could he could garner a first round pick. Like let's say Cleveland gets desperate enough that they, you know, really needs to change something. Then I think maybe they, then we're talking, and I, and I think that could happen, but I'm not well, sure. But one it of, has to do with cap space. Like if if these, so you're saying if these playoff teams, a lot of these playoff teams were setting on 17 million in cap space, and Dallas with and Dallas is saying, give us your first in the late 20s, and we'll just give you Wesley Matthews. You're saying that they wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure about that. I mean, Stein I think Stein even mentioned that himself later that that first round picks are so valuable. He doesn't think any and a lot of them are going to move because teams Ooh. are just so they're so skittish on trying to trade those because you need these controlled cost kind of players. But I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth on it, but I really don't think he him Wes Matthews alone is worth it. However, you think what, OKC would like Ferguson or Wes Matthews right now? That's tough. Uh, Wes Matthews as a, because they I mean, they want th- to win now this season sure but well that that's what I think like a lot of these I'm not talking about lottery teams like top ten teams absolutely no yeah no fourteen no pushing it there's a team right there on the lottery line that I think could but like I'm talking about the 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 second half teams like for instance one of mine's gonna be Minnesota wouldn't yeah they're Minna- mentioned today like Minnesota like that would be a team like you're telling me right now. If Minnesota had seventeen million dollars in cap space and could take and and had like just their first, they own OKC's first, but they and they would just say, "We'll take West." Here's the first that would probably be twenty fifth, twenty fourth. They wouldn't do it. They absolutely would do it because they don't need they don't need any more young guys. They want to win now. They're not. They haven't even played Justin Patton. Yeah, the, the problem is now. Atlanta owns Minnesota's pick fifteen to thirty. Yeah, no, I'm saying if they do, they yeah, yeah, like they right, have right, OKC's, right. but like even if they had cap and they said, "Here's OKC's first round pick for next year," right, which is probably going to be let's just say twenty fifth. Sure. If you're Minnesota, would you rather have Wesley Matthews for this playoff run and next year, or a twenty fifth overall pick that you're going to develop that you just took Patton at sixteen and he hasn't even played? That that's why I'm saying he's worth it for one of those teams. I'd have to look at Minnesota's cap sheet real quick to to try and figure out. I mean, they would obviously. I have they, a trade. I'll give it to you in a little bit. But. Yeah, let's. I want to do this though. I want to go in since this is going to take us a while. Let's do the same thing that we did with Nerlens. Let's just go East teams today, and we'll go West teams tomorrow. And then oh, we'll. Snap. And because I mean, this is this is not going to resolve itself tomorrow. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it totally could. But okay, one of the before we move on, one of the problems with Minnesota is they're going to be paying Andrew Wiggins next year. So that. They have Taj Gibson on on a double digit, you know, millions. Gorgie Dang. They have. I guess they would trade one of them, but they're just. I mean, mine was Jang. It would be Jang and OKC pick for for Wes Matthews. Yeah, I mean, I would do that if I was the Mavericks, but. But would you? I mean, that you see, Dang, like Jane's contract. He's due fourteen million this year, fifteen next year, sixteen the year after that, seventeen the year after that. Yeah, that's that's the Mavericks really biting the bullet on. <laughs> That's that. four more years of Gorya Jang, if you whatever you think about him, and you're getting a first. And for many, many, you're switching out Gorgie for Wes, and like you have the potential to take Taj Gibson out and move Jimmy to to power forward. Then you're rolling out Wes Wiggins and Butler on the wing. I don't know how much of better defensive wing unit there is in the league, and then you still got Towns at center and whoever at point but it's something to think about something to think about tomorrow i think <laughs> okay yeah we're gonna do west tomorrow <laughs> let's do east today 
All right, so we're going to go through every single team, and there are certain teams we're just going to cross off. Like, for example, the Atlanta Hawks. They could potentially have Bye. three... They could potentially have three first-round picks, and we're only really looking for first-round picks. Like We might be looking for some young players here and there, but we're really just looking for that because that's what Mark Stein reported today that Wes Matthews would, you know, <coughs> that the Mavericks would only take that. You have to you have to have a first-round pick in order to get in the door of the negotiations to talk about Wes Matthews. So, Hawks. Yeah, and I, want, and I want to preface it with this. We're operating under the assumption that we're operating with Mark Stein's tweet and that with the – presumption that Dallas would go through with a, such a deal. We're not saying they should trade West, or at least I'm not. Nick can. <laughs> We're not, I'm not saying that they should trade West. I'm not saying that they um, that they should get him out of town or nothing like that. The Mavericks love Wesley Matthews, yeah. and they love him in the locker room. Remember the coaching staff told me a few weeks ago that he is literally the one of the most competitive players he's ever ever coached in his time in the league, and he's been in the league over a decade. And like what he means to the young guys, to the team, he sets the tone, and that is not undervalued. They love that. So it would take. I I was surprised today. I'll I say I was I was surprised today that that came out. That I mean. We've thought like, okay, you know, we know where Dallas is moving, like as a franchise, and just younger and everything, and how much. But just the fact that it would come, it, it would come out from because, you know, I know we differ on this. I think it's doable. I mean, I think it's, I think they could definitely get a first round pick for him, a late first. So like, it it just surprised me some that it actually came out like that from such a source. Like that's an actual source. Mark Stein's a source. Somebody else in Dallas is not an actual source. So Stein is one that we trust and will go off of. Right. So the thing that a little surprised me was that first that it came out. I'm surprised that that sort of came out. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, this is probably just the Mavericks now sort of just not fleecing the league but canvassing the league and trying to figure out, you know, who would take Wes and seeing if they get anybody to bite on that news. Um one thing I wanted to mention is that I don't think Wes himself is worth a first round pick, but if the Mavericks can take back some salary and then that you know, that other team sweetens the deal with a first, then I think you could then I think you're you're talking if they if they take a contract back. Then that's We just got you gotta look at all those firsts though. Like I know last year was a great draft, but we're looking at like the Tony Bradleys. We're talking about Derek White for San Antonio. Like we're talking I'm talking about the twenty like Wesley Matthews it's is still hard for, is for better than, than some of them will ever be. And like some of these guys are two way players, if that, not only not even seeing minutes. So that's yeah. why I'm saying, is he worth it? Like I almost think it's crazy to say he's not worth a twenty eighth pick in the draft. Like everybody every team. team looks at these and says that could be a Kuzma, that could be a Rudy Gobert, that could be a Draymond oh my Green. Gosh, that's what they stop. do. That's what they do. So hmm. all right. Uh, Atlanta Hawks, no. Boston Celtics, biggest problem with them is they don't have any contracts to go back. They, I mean, their their biggest contracts are Hayward, Horford, and Kyrie. <laughs> and they would love it, but it yeah, it, just, it would be great impossible. for them. He would be an awesome fit for them. I mean, wouldn't he be a, such a great Marcus Smart replacement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like so great. Yeah. They just don't have any Amir Johnson type contracts like they did last year to match salary. No, Brooklyn has no reason to do it. I don't think that they would. No. I don't think they they would get into it. Uh, Charlotte is a little interesting to me because they were shopping Kemba, quote unquote, and then all of a sudden MJ came in and was like, "Hold on, we're not doing this." Let's say they totally pivot and they go a different way. Would you do Batum and their 2018 first? No, you you don't want to touch Batum. I don't at all. No, twenty seven million dollars in that last year of his deal. And he's gonna be like in it. Like he already looks bad now, and this is like his first year in it. Yeah, this is not like a, a Josh Hamilton year, like Josh Hamilton contract in baseball where it's like the first couple of years you're getting, you know, great numbers and then at the end you're like, "Oh my gosh, what do, what do we do?" Yeah, cuz I mean, we've talked about how like some people talk about how bad West's contract is when next year is the last year of the deal. I mean, Batum's goes on for another like what, 2 years after yeah, that. And it's almost double. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's almost double of that. So like, I'm not I'm that first round pick it at like 22 or you know or 20 or 18 that's not worth it to me i'd be such a hard pill to swallow i, I might think about it but because i think that that batum could do well in dallas like he, he could have a little bit of a you know career revitalization but 
I think he would be fine. Like there, I think there is a scenario to where I think San Antonio could land Kemba Walker, Nick Batum, and trade off some Patty Mills, Danny Green, something like that. And Ooh. in a system like San Antonio, I think it'd be great. But yeah, San Antonio wouldn't touch that contract. They don't ever do contracts like that. Really, Pau Gasol? Pau, Pau Gasol's been pretty good. He makes like sixty million a year. And yeah, it's too much. It's still, still half of what Batum is going <laughs> to make. Okay, the uh, the Chicago Bulls. They have no reason to do this. I just can't no. really see it. All right, and then let's get to the big white whale themselves. Lord, here we go. The Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, they have their own first. Their 2018 first. They ha- also have Brooklyn's pick wherever it ends if up. If you're going to say anything with the Nets, I'm just saying no, and I'm quitting the pod. Like with the Nets pick? No, 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 no. Okay, because no, we're happen. not getting the Nets pick. Even though Brian Winhurst on Zach Lowe's podcast said that if the Cavs ever trade that 2018 first, they should make sure they put some sort of pick swap or protection on it because you never know yeah. if their pick ends up being lower than the Brooklyn pick and everybody collectively rolled their eyes <laughs> at that <laughs> statement. But So they have a couple things. Apparently they have this deal in place that I don't believe necessarily when they said it's on this deals on the one yard line. And then a this couple of really later, long one yard line. Yeah. Right. Uh, the deal in place was Channing Fry, Iman Shumpert and a future second, which I think is Miami's second in like 2000 something like a while from now to the Kings for George Hill. So uh, that apparently was going to be a deal. I tried to keep those guys out of the deal, but then I, I figured out a way to get all three of them in. Um, they also basically the Mavericks would have to take back J.R. Smith, who has three years left on his deal. Tristan Thompson has four years left on his deal, or Iman Shumpert, yeah, or Channing uh, Fry, or like you know, I like you're, I thought you're listing like both of them. Like, oh no, 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 no. no that's too many. They have to take one of one of J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, or Channing Fry, Iman Shumpert. Yeah. If that other deal doesn't go through. Just to get the Cavs first, which is probably going to be like 25 or something like that. So, do you have any deals? Yeah, I do. Um, they actually, yesterday, as you're listening to the pod, I think uh, Tyloo announced that Tristan Thompson is going to be the starter. And they moved Jay Crowder to the bench because X-Factor Jay Crowder. Shout out to all you Cavs fans when the trade went through. Remember all the Cavs fans are like, man, we just robbed Boston, man. We won that deal so much. Like, pss, what are they even doing? We would do uh, that without the Brooklyn pick. Without it. Jay Crowder's the best player in the deal. Um, okay, anyway. also, I I'm I was on your, your camp with the uh, against advanced stats numbers. This summer when ESPN did these player rankings and they put DeMar DeRozan after Jay Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, I mean, that was just embarrassing. Like, just completely embarrassing. And I think. <sighs> completely embarrassing. People were tweeting Shout that out. all over the place today as Jay Crowder got benched. Benched out. Let's go. Um, no, so, like, my trade is Jay Crowder, Iman Shumpert, and a Cavs first-round pick for Wesley Matthews. Shumpert has a player option for next year, around $10 million. He will most likely pick that up, yeah. just like Wes will pick up his $18.6 million. Unless he hates Dallas. Yeah, I mean. Hey, we could never play you, and you go get a hot dog. <laughs> That's kind of how we get people to leave, huh? <laughs> yeah, if I'm the Mavericks, uh, I 100% do that. I'm not sure if Cleveland does that. Okay, why doesn't Cleveland do it? They should do that. Shumpert should... doesn't even play. I know. They should do that deal. So you're so you're turning Jay Crowder and Wesley Matthews, or Jay Crowder and, and your Shumpert. late first into – and Shumpert doesn't count because he doesn't play. Yeah. So you're turning Jay Crowder right now, who, whatever you think of Jay Crowder, he is not. Some people out there are like, oh, Jay Crowder, they have this like Boston view of him. He's not been good for Cleveland at all. There's a reason he's being benched. Yeah. So it turned for Cleveland, it turns into Jay Crowder. Is it worth trading Jay, upgrading Jay Crowder to Wesley Matthews? Because it is an upgrade for that late first round pick. And this is an upgrade in so many senses because J.R. Smith has been abominable for them as well. So West West would be perfect for Cleveland. Is there a perfect fit for West around the league? I think Cavs is the perfect fit. I would not personally. I would not like to see it because I like Wesley Matthews in Dallas. As far as like, I don't want to help the Cavs because I'm not 
the biggest fan of the Cavs. But on that team, somebody that can knock down an open three and defend at the highest level, he would be perfect alongside LeBron and whoever else. All right, I threw together a trade. Okay. Three-team deal. We'll take the the parameters of the one-yard line deal with the Kings, and we'll shuffle the pieces around a little bit. The Cavs would end up in this deal getting George Hill, Wes Matthews, Nerlens, and Salah. Okay? And they're shedding a whole bunch of salary because they're sending the Mavs Tristan Thompson, which I'm not crazy about, but, you know, it is what it is. Channing Fry to the Mavericks, who would probably get bought out. And then the Cavs 2018 first. And then the Mavs are obviously sending out Wes, Nerlens, and Salah. And then the Kings are getting Shumpert, J.R. Smith, and then that future second. Huh. I just don't think the Kings do it. Cause the I Kings think the are just ki- trying to get rid of George Hill. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the <laughs> Kings know? are trying to do it to take on to to get rid of his twenty million for next year. Yeah. J.R. Smith makes fourteen point seven next year. Assuming Shumpert picks up his, they would be paying four almost five million more next year to where if they just kept George Hill. For the price of a second rounder, so I'm just saying, I don't think Sacramento would do it. I think you, could you switch? You could switch uh, Fry and and Shumpert, couldn't you? You so, could, so but then would Dallas do it? I I don't want that. If I'm I don't want Mavericks get that Thompson first round pick. The they, get, they get Tristan Thompson. I mean, wouldn't okay in the in the uh, the savvy six lineup? Wouldn't Tristan Thompson be way better than Dwight Powell? Yeah, for sure. That'd be so but you're great. also you would be adding 28 million to your cap next year if taking on Tristan Thompson right. as Chumper. But you're also going into the offseason with now two first round picks, Dennis, and you know Tristan Thompson's still kind of a young guy. You have Harrison Barnes still. You have you know, yeah, the two first round I, picks. I mean that is ideal. Here it's ideal, but it, it obviously it comes down to. West may, will make eighteen point six. So you, it comes down to will you will you sacrifice ten million of your cap for a pick that's probably going to be like twenty eight. It's not going to be twenty eight. They're not going to be that okay. Twenty five. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. Uh, that's my like. Would you do that? No, probably not. <laughs> but the deal works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it it works. I personally, I probably wouldn't do. I probably just hold on to Wes and keep my ten million. Yeah, I I just wanted to try to figure out how to get all those three to work in the same, <laughs> working. Yeah, same for team. sure. No, and for sure. that works I mean, out really well for the Cavs. The Cavs get you know George Hill, Wes Matthews, Nerlens, and Salah. That's <laughs> yeah. In the same deal that I proposed with Jay Crowder and Iman Shumpert, you could also add uh, Chetty Osman and Nerlens to the deal, and it it would work also. I'm in on that. I'm in for so that. it would be Crowder, Shumpert, Osman, Cavs first for Wes and Nerlens. But I don't know if Cleveland would do that. I think they Osmond. should. I think yeah. I like your deal. All right, moving on to the next team. As we are just we are just skating through this, not very fast at all. The Pistons, they got Avery Bradley. They have that's they have their own kind of Wes Matthews and Avery Bradley that they're trying to deal with. Uh, and potentially deal somewhere else. So I don't think that they would be interested in Wes at all. They're, they're my they're my one like non playoff like on the hinge that I could see them trying. Like that that's my only thing because they've been rumored to be interested in Kimba and different stuff. Like they they want to win now and stuff. Would a deal around like if they're unsure about paying Bradley this coming summer? Would they trade like Bradley, John Luer in their first round pick for Wes? You know, that's that's just something I don't I don't know. I don't there that that one is on my like bottom, like C grade. I don't think so, but I wouldn't completely count them out. The Indiana Pacers, they have their own first round pick. They they could be interested if they want to do I like this one. Do you want to throw Wes as a as a three out there next to Oladipo and then potentially Collison or Corey Joseph? What if they did like a Bojan and uh, an Al Jefferson in the first for Wes? I did like I did, um, yeah, that could work for sure. I, I had the same type of deal. Um, uh, how'd you say it, Bojan? Yeah, it's Bojan Bogdanovich. Okay, yeah, yeah, Bojan, and then I did like one of his one of the three like young like flyers, either <laughs> Monte. Oh heck no. 
<laughs> Poor Monte can't get a team. <laughs> no, I did Gosh. like. Uh, yeah, they're Boyan. still paying him. They're gonna pay him until two that through two thousand twenty two. That's insane. According to this, on hoop types salaries. Um, Boyan, and then one of the three like flyers as far as like Joe Young, uh, Glenn Robinson the third, or like the Ike and Igbagu or whatever you say his oh, yeah, name. Yeah. Like one of those dudes with Boyan and a first for Wes. Interesting. Kind of like GR3. We take a flyer on GR3. Yeah, like some of those dudes are like on the end of the bench. So then you would go in with like Oladipo, Miles Turner, Wesley Matthews. They look like they're going to make the playoffs. He would be a good leadership type of dude. This is one of my four. I have four team, four trades in like my A category uh, that I would I would like. And this is one of one of mine. I like for both sides. Yeah, I didn't think about Indiana too much, but then I was like, man, they are actually, you know, they're in the playoff hunt, and they could use some veteran leadership. Because remember, this was a team that we thought was going to be awful. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. We thought it was going to be so bad, and then Oladipo just turned it up, man. Yep. Completely. All right, so that, that could be a possibility. I, I like those. I think that those could possibly happen. The Miami Heat, they do not own their first-round pick, and uh, it they owe 8 to 30 if their pick falls between 8 and 30 to Phoenix. And then next year, if it's not settled, then their pick goes to Phoenix uh, if that's not settled, which I'm, I'm assuming that it will. I don't think they're going to fall in the top seven in the, in the lottery. No. So they could potentially trade the 2019, but I don't think they could do it right now, could they? I don't think so. I don't I'm think it sure. works like that. So I don't. they could do their 2020. Nope, because they, they owe their 2021 to Phoenix. <laughs> that Goran Dragic trade just keeps looking better and better. Yeah, he's still he's pretty good. I I don't know. That's I worked out for him. All right, the Milwaukee Bucks could be interesting. I kind of like this one because Giannis is. I tried so hard with the Bucks. I just couldn't found one I like. Okay, so they own their own pick if it's between seventeen and thirty, which it's probably going to be right. Like they're they're looking like they're that's essentially just not lottery. Um, what if you just do John Henson and Delavadova for Wes and Salah, and obviously the pick with it too. So Della Vadova, you have Della Vadova. However, they don't need Della Vadova anymore. Contract, be- man. Yeah, you, you get you get Della Vadova, you get Henson, who's kind of a, a young big who's still kind of interesting. Not you know, not super intriguing or interesting, but you're taking on that contract, you're getting that pick, putting them with them. My only here's that thing. Not crazy about Della Vadova. They're well, they both combine. I mean, if you combine both of them, they're both guaranteed locked in, no options for the next three years, and that's twenty million of your cap the next three years for three dudes. That's probably not going to start. And like for Henson, we have Dwight Powell, who <laughs> makes for the next you know a couple years. Henson. We want to bring up. We want to bring up Motley at some point. Yeah. And you know Dirk's still playing center this year, might come back for next year. So like you would be paying him over eleven. I like Henson, I do. If we didn't have Dwight Powell, I would like Henson. And then Delvadova, JJ's still under contract. Devin's not going anywhere right now. Yogi's still here. So I would rather re- re-sign Yogi and restricted free agency than bring in Delvadova. Oh, definitely. Uh, the one good thing about Henson's deal is it goes down. So it starts at 11.4, then it goes to 10.5, then it goes to 9.7. So it is going down as the cap hmm. is still going to rise at least steadily. So that'll look that deal will look a lot better. Uh, and it's only he's only two two more years after this year. So I, I don't know how much you want to count the rest of this year, right? Like you only have him for two more years. Della Vadova's deal also only goes two more years after this year, and it just stays flat at nine six. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just I thought it was a deal that could be done. It looked doable on both sides. You get West Matthews if you're if you're Milwaukee. You get Salamajri to make up for whatever Henson was going to give you. I like West on Milwaukee. I like that fit because they don't need Elvadova anymore because they have Brogdon to back up Bledsoe. Yeah, you put you put uh you just throw out there. You throw Bledsoe, West, Middleton, Giannis, and then either you know like Thonmaker or. If they get Somebody. if they get a deal for DeAndre Jordan, they throw that out there. That's a that's a formidable defensive team right there. I do like it for Milwaukee. I just I don't know if it's worth adding. It's it's only the, two more the, years though, but yeah, two more years for both of them. So that's twenty more twenty million each of those next two years. That's forty million over the next you know two years. 
for right. a draft pick in the late twenties. Right. Which, if you're gonna get young, this is kind of one of these. Are some of these things that you're gonna have to try to swallow. You know, like you're gonna have to be take. Like I would, I would sacrifice that cap if it's gonna be like a lottery pick. I just don't. There's a certain amount of cap I would sacrifice for a pick in the late in the mid to late twenties. It's fair. It's a fair point. Just throwing it out there. For for me, like that's just my preference. I mean, obviously, they can do what they want. The New York Knicks. I don't really think they're interested in this. They already have no. Tim Hardaway Jr. at two, and Courtney Lee also coming off the you know coming off the bench. Sometimes starting at three, so I don't think they'd be interested in this. I like Courtney Lee. He's an underrated player. I just don't know what they could make this work with. Speaking of Courtney Lee, who used to play for the Orlando Magic and played in the finals and got a really big steal in the finals against the Lakers that really had my heart racing back in 2009. Yeah, I was rooting for the Magic so hard in that series. I bet you were. I loved Dwight Howard at that point, too. He was my favorite player oh, in the league. He was, I loved Dwight Howard. He was Howard so right beloved back then. That, it's so crazy how much he's fallen off in the nine years since. Actually, like there, I think there could be a trade for the Knicks if they wanted to push for that. And if it was centered, if it was centered on Courtney Lee, and they were ready, like, and they're ready to give up, like a late, uh, not this coming first, but like a first in the future. Yeah, they have they have their own, and you know, through forever. So. Yeah. So and they got like, I like Hernan Gomez. Um, I like McDermott. <laughs> like I like a couple of those pieces through there to where if they put them, you know, with that. Could you know? Would that be a deal or something? I don't know. I don't think it would be. But the Orlando Magic—they're in a seller mode. They have no reason to get um, to get Wes. I just don't think I could see it happening. The Philadelphia 76ers, I really tried to get a deal done and tried to figure out a deal. I was talking to Max Rappaport, who writes for Bleacher Report and Complex. He's a he's a big philadelphia 76ers guy and he he and i were talking about the, the basis of a deal maybe like he said you definitely have to take back jared bayless yeah. and then you know probably amir johnson amir. as well if you want to throw that in there and then i was like what about justin anderson can we just throw justin anderson in there as well get him get him back here because he's not really playing for them at all uh and then they have their own 2000 um 2018 pick and they also have that Lakers pick, which is either number one or six through thirty. Which I don't think they're going to give that up. That looks they're not going to a real good pick. I think you start with that. You start with the Bayless and Amir Johnson. We have to come back. Bayless is due another year after this at around nine, I think. And yeah. Amir is an expiring at eleven. And then if I'm Dallas, you're taking back those two for sure. And then I'm asking for a first in one of the flyers at the bottom of your roster, Corkmaz. Or like Luau Carrot, the Cabaret, or whatever you say. Timothy Luau Cabaret. Cabaret, let's go. Let's eat some carrots. Um, yeah, I'm asking for one of those dudes. Even Holmes, maybe. But oh, see, like, my guy was Justin Anderson. <laughs> I like no, I like Justin Anderson. Bring I him just back. Don't, like, would you bring him back right now? I mean, yeah. So, and then a first for Wes and Salah. That was mine. So. That could potentially be, but Max's big thing that he mentioned to me was that they're oh, really trying. They're really trying to keep their cap open for next for year. Who? For who? For for next for this summer for a big free agent. He mentioned Paul George. You know, potentially oh, like LeBron or somebody could could want to come there. I just I don't Are know you, what. That's their big thing right now. They want to keep it open for for next summer. That's why they send all these one year deals. Uh, he said Philly, something about. I, they, I appreciate it. Just in, enjoy your your wave right now. Like you have Ben Simmons and B like Roco, like that's so cool. But just like don't don't try to burst your bubble by saying you actually have a shot, LeBron. Stop. Don't break a jump shot that isn't fixed. All right, Paul George. Stop. Like that's my saying. Like your cap space. No, you got your dudes. Like you what what more? Like you got your dudes that you're gonna build around and develop. Like I don't understand. I don't understand it. Are you done being fake, Matt? All right. The uh, Toronto that. Raptors, I could not find a deal for them. I just couldn't find it. They uh, they have their own pick if it's 1 through 14, and then it goes to Brooklyn if it's 15 to 30, so I don't think they're going to get that. No. Uh, so they don't really have a first. I was They had a, they have a lot of interesting younger players, though, like like Norman Powell's not getting a ton of time for them, I think could be, could be interesting for the Mavericks, but it's hard to come up with a deal. They don't have a ton of bad salary unless you want to take back Valanciunas, and Valanciunas has actually been playing well for them this year, so... That's just, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with, with Toronto. Like they do have young pieces like that that I would like, but it's just they're, I mean, 
CJ Miles, and then you're, I mean, unless you're talking about Valanchunas, and right, that would be the, you'd have to include him in a deal, and I just don't know if I want him. Uh, yeah, and he's been playing well for them, and I don't think they would necessarily want to give him up right now, especially with their team playing as well as they are. I don't know. I would if I if if I'm Toronto and Dallas would take him, and you have the ability to throw out Lowry, DeRozan, Wes, and Ibaka, and whoever you want to put with after oh, an OG, like yeah, that's super interesting. That would be uh, really interesting come to playoffs. And then the Washington Wizards, the uh, the sixty 64- <laughs> what a mess, the sixty four point Washington Wizards that had a players meeting that did not go well to their own. <laughs> To their own report, did not go well. Um, this could be good for them. They could get out of Jan Mahimi's contract. Oh, wait. You actually have a deal with the Wizards. Send them back. They have their own pick from now until forever. You get there 2018 first, and you just trade straight up Jan Mahimi for Wes Matthews. No, not doing that. I would do that. You their, would? Their, their pick could be good. Their pick could be like 15, 16. It ain't going to be 15. They're still going to make the playoffs. Okay, it'll be 17. <laughs> They're gonna be one of the lowest. That ain't worth it for me. To take Jan Mahimni? No. His Mahimni his name his name play. is his name is legitimately written in the rafters. <laughs> I mean Isn't it a cool. rule that if you can bring back a two thousand eleven Mavericks champion that you have to? Isn't that one of the rules? Well Jason I haven't been Terry, here I haven't Jason been Terry here long enough, back. but <laughs> Jason Terry hasn't been back for a while and he we wanted to go Tyson. to a playoff team. Let's be real. We let Tyson walk twice, so the thing about Jan Mahimi, it's kind of the same thing we've been talking about with some of these other guys. He is, he's owed $16 million this year and then two more years after that. So you're really paying for the next oh, two years. No. I'm not touching that just for a pick at 20. Okay. It's a deal. Remember, we, remember we got Justin Anderson at 21, and we flipped him in a year and a half. And he's yeah, but remember how, excited, remember how excited everybody got in 2000. Oh, it was excited. We were excited because we didn't have anything else to be excited about. Okay, what about they could do like Gortat, Jody Meeks? No, I don't think uh, Gortat is only next year. Jody Meeks has a, I think, a team option. There's, there's some stuff you could do with it. You'd have to throw like Nerlens in there with them because they really like Gortat in the middle. Yeah, that's true. That'd be hard. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just a mess. We everybody, if you watch the game, you saw how much of a mess that team is right now i mean so wrapping up the eastern conference cleveland is the overwhelming like favorite probably if they wanted him if doubt like as far as motive they want to win now west would help them win now he would be a great fit for them they have a pick that's going to be in the late 20s that they would you know throw in probably for him you know they they have these salaries that would match up and that I feel like if if you're telling me Isaac pick one team for they if they decided to trade West Cleveland would be that team. Um, for me personally, I like Indiana after that, and then I really like Philly. They could go after that, and I think they should. Yeah, because for Philly, it'd be so fun to get Reddick, Matthews, Robert Covington, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. That's your starting. That'd be so That's fun your starting East, five. Man. That'd be so great. Because because Wes could guard a lot of these point guards. Uh, even he can guard Covington. all the point guards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Covington could. You know, is Covington's guarding some of these point guards right now? So yeah, it would be that would be fun to watch in Philly, and pretty much it would come down to if in that in my deal is Amir Johnson Bayless one of the wings and a first it would come down to sacrificing 9 million in cap space next year for Bayless's contract and then you would gain a flyer wing with a first round pick so yeah which I'm totally I'd, about and I think that I think yeah. Philadelphia should do that I, I agree with you that Philly shouldn't care so much about their cap next year that stop there nobody gonna come there you might get a George Hill type of dude yeah like he's on a contract but like an example like if Kyle Lowry wouldn't come there and he's from there, stop. Yeah. Well, that's a little different. They gave him a bunch of money to go back to Toronto. And he's probably their third best player ever. Fourth, if you count Chris Bosch. 
Yeah, something like that. But like my thing with Philly is like Ben Simmons is probably him and Embiid's going to be your best players all the time. You just gave a big big time contract to Covington. Like you already have your cornerstones. What are you saving up? Like you're gonna you're gonna take the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands? Okay, no, because he can't shoot. He's always gonna be point guard, so he can't play off the ball. So then, like you you gonna pay a center to go with Embiid? Like you're you're looking for a wing. Like Paul George would be great, but he ain't gonna. If he leaves OKC, he ain't gonna go there. He's gonna go to LA. So like, Isaac, I, Isaac's really mad at Philadelphia right now. I I don't understand a team like that holding cap space. You're you are not a prime destination. You ever order a pizza and you look at the pizza and you're like, "Man, I'm going to eat this whole thing." And you start yeah. the pizza's really really good. You start like, "Oh my gosh, this pizza's so good. Now I'm going to eat the whole thing." Sometimes your eyes get too big for your stomach, you know, and you stop and you're like halfway through and you're like, "Dang." Can't do it. That's what Philadelphia is doing. All of a sudden, they got some, got some really good pizza with Embiid and Simmons, and they're like, "Oh, now let's try the whole thing at once. <laughs> let's try to you do the whole." You had to pay thing. JJ Redick twenty three million dollars to come there. In their defense, they're a lot more attractive now that Ben Simmons is definitely good, and that Embiid is at least keeping up and not completely out with injuries all the time and that Robert Covington is good. You know, like it, they're, they're more attractive, attractive than they were sure. last year. I, yes, I will give you that for sure. Even without faults. <laughs> Even without faults, yeah. So, but it's just you're still not a where if they were in LA, fancy. I would understand it. But you're Philly. You're not oh, LA. Oh. Yeah. You're talking you have, about you, – no, Isaac, listen to me. If he actually had a good young core. Isaac, you're talking about the city of brotherly love, the city that when their football team wins one game, they have to grease the light poles and the, grease the telephone poles so that the fans of this said team don't run out there and try to climb the telephone poles. This is That's the city you're talking about. That, that, you're talking about a – city that they have a sandwich that they are known for that they put cheese whiz on that is it's, this is the city it. you're talking about that is a city of culture this is a city of their most famous athlete was an actor named sylvester stallone that played a character and they have a statue for him this is the city that you're I would, talking I about i would argue that, that this dr. is this, this is the city that you are no more people in the world know about rocky than dr j you are talking about the city where their football team has never won a Super Bowl. That is the city that you were talking about. Ooh. You are you talking about a city where Angelo, where Angelo, whatever his face is, is the number one radio host, and the guy is a buffoon. This, this, this is the city you're talking about right now. Only you would know radio host in Philly. That's because they they had him on 105.3 The Fan, and they just totally torched him, and it was hilarious. It was. Don't so forget good. about the Phillies. I did. I completely forgot about the Phillies. I forgot that they were even a team. Yeah. Remember Ryan Howard? I don't. (laughs) I remember he was on Subway commercials. You know what? So was Jared, and he was a child pedophile. (laughs) And Robert Griffin III. Where is he? I don't know. XFL? Probably. Him and Manziel can play together. That's that's the city that you're talking about. You're you're saying that that city is not as attractive as Los Angeles? (laughs) Los Angeles where you have to wait. You know, three hours just to get to work that's two miles away on the 405. You're talking about Los Angeles, the place that you have to you have to, to eat green kale and you have to eat kale smoothies just to fit in with everybody else where you can't wear a shirt for most of the day. I wouldn't fit in then. That's what you're talking that you're talking about that city and you're not you're saying that Philadelphia is not more attractive than Los Angeles. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, man. I hope all the Cowboys fans really appreciated that rant I just went on about Philadelphia. Oh, they will. They'll also, since I've moved here and since I'm I'm ashamed of the Bengals, I've become sort of a Cowboys fan uh, because I've watched a lot of Cowboys. and I've I just, become a fan, I, too, if my quarterback is Andy Dalton. I just cannot, I cannot root for this Bengals team anymore. My life I, like, I'm just, just makes me too sad all the time. And so – now I've come to hate Philadelphia like as much as all the hmm. Cowboys fans do. I understand, guys. I understand all of you. I don't mind the Cowboys. I just, you know, I, I bleed my purple and black. Which is weird. This is so Ravens. weird that you're a Ravens fan. I love my Ravens, man. Ray Lewis. Let's go. All right, guys. That is all the trades we can come up with. 
to send west to the Eastern Conference. Let us know which ones you liked. We have the Cleveland one with with uh, Jay Crowder. We have the Indiana one that's uh, getting us a first-round pick, as well as Bogdanovich and Al Jefferson, possibly. We have the Philly trade. Tell us which one you liked. Also, if you are thinking about sending us a trade, do it in the iTunes reviews, and then we will give you a shout out. We will read it in. It, we will read it all the way through. Give us one of your trade suggestions for either Wes, you know, Nerland, Salah. Even if you're wanting to trade, like I don't know, go crazy, try to trade Yogi. Go tra- go crazy, try to trade Dwight. You know, if you guys want to do that, and then leave it in the iTunes review under Lockdown Mavericks. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. We will read every single one of them on the podcast. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All right, and check in tomorrow. We will probably be doing some fourth quarter theater, potentially. I'm not sure. And then uh, we'll, again, talk about the West Matthews to the West deals. No fourth quarter theater because we're going to have a really good game tomorrow night. Portland's not going to blow us out. I thought we were just going to do fourth quarter theater no, no matter what now. like Oh, I thought it was just blow us. Oh, if people like it. Then. No, people really liked it. Do they really? You, the only thing with it is like, these pods, I get to like plan some. I'm calm. I'm usually just I'm leaving my wife in in the other room, and I'm just like I've been chilling. Fourth quarter theater. I'm at the game, and I'm just like spewing out just. Fourth quarter theater is where I, I it's where I thrive. I love it. You're on your toes. You have to just watch for stuff. You have to just talk about random things. I love it. I don't know I if I'm better at me. it. You're like, hey, some people reached out and said they liked fourth quarter theater. I'm like. Man, I don't even remember what I said that night. <laughs> <laughs> if anything's gonna get gonna get Isaac fired, it's fourth quarter theater. It's fourth quarter theater. That's what's gonna happen. So, yep yeah, that that could happen. We'll see what happens. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. Again, leave a review under the iTunes. It really helps us. Actually, we've got we've got a lot of ratings compared to some of the other shows, and so we really appreciate it. Go there, leave us a rating. Tell us one of your trade. Uh, one of your trade ideas and we will read it on the podcast and discuss it in full 12 days until the trade deadline 12 more pods 12 days peace out boom